Don't pull the plug on your 401k! Exclamation point. Soaring number of workers are dipping into their retirement savings to make ends meet, but here's what experts say they should do instead. Which, by the way, you should never pull from your 401k until you're, like, retirement age. Because you just basically get slapped around, punched in the face, hit in the throat, and then slapped a hand, slapped again, and then backhanded. Like that's how you basically like are treating yourself if you pull out the, from the 401k too soon. So when father of two Ivan Marusik lost his job overnight in 2020, he was left panicking about how he would cover his mortgage. It prompted the 35-year-old from Texas. To do something he never thought he would, he would withdraw 20k from his 401k. It is a decision he is still paying for now. I was really hesitant to do it because I knew it would set me back financially in the long run. But I didn't have any other options. I had already maxed out my credit card and was running out of money. Marusk, a tech worker who has since founded the website Game Taco, told DailyMail.com. Interesting. So this week, a report by Bank of America sounded the alarm over a rise in workers taking hardship withdrawals from their 401ks. Some 15,950 of the firm's 401k plan participants took a withdrawal from their accounts in the second quarter of the year. It marked a 36% increase from the same period in 2022. It's horrible. And a further 75,000 earners took a loan from their plan meaning they will pay the figure back in five years. The findings lay bare just how squeezed households have become amid rampant inflation, which is currently hovering at 3.2% and soaring interest rates. Anybody wishing to dip into their 401k before the age of 59 and a half has two options. They can either take a loan or a hardship withdrawal. With the latter, a worker can only take it when they are in immediate and heavy financial need, such as an unexpectedly large medical bill. The amount must only be what's necessary to cover this need. They are then slapped with a penalty worth 10% of the withdrawal, and some exemptions exist, for example, if it has been agreed under a qualified domestic relations order. But Marusa's story should serve as a reminder as to how devastating this decision can be. As part of his hardship withdrawal, he was forced to pay out the 10% or 2K penalty that he will never see back. On top of that, he also has to pay levies on the withdrawal, which is taxed as ordinary income, and his retirement savings have been severely wounded, leaving him desperately trying to catch up now. And like, here's the thing. This is why it is so important for people to be out of debt and have an emergency fund. Like, those are like basically the most important things to really get done as soon as possible because like you don't want to be in a situation where like you literally got no access to any money basically at all other than retirement accounts like you don't want to be in that situation he said it was a lifesaver at the time but i know i'll have to pay the price for it later i'm still paying off the withdrawal but i'm finally in a better financial position as i have a new job and am able to save for retirement again. I learned a valuable lesson. The other option for overstretched workers is to take a loan on their 401k. This means they must repay whatever they withdraw with interest within five years. 
Loans are usually permitted for up to 50k or half of your balance depending on which is lower. Oh man. So financial planner Marissa Real told DailyMail.com taking a loan is better than a withdrawal because at least you pay it back slowly and keep on track for retirement. But before that, I would recommend trying to take a credit card loan first with 0% APR. This is a good option if your credit card is good. And by the way, you'd only take that option if you literally have zero money in your savings account. So otherwise, homeowners can also consider taking an equity loan on their home. This is an option a lot of people don't think about, but a lot of people shouldn't think about it. Already, experts are concerned that Americans are saving too little for retirement. A landmark report this month found that wealthy households have almost 10 times more money saved for retirement than those on a middle income. Analysis by the Government Accountability Office found that this gap had widened exponentially in the last two decades. A high-income household has around $605,000 saved for their twilight years, compared to $64,300 in a middle-income home. In 2007, these figures were $330,000 and $86,800, respectively. On top of that, only 1 in 10 low-income households have any money saved into a retirement pot, compared to 1 in 5 in 2007. Rose said, I think people really underestimate how much they need to have a good income for a 30-year retirement. Ew. Let's see. Complete madness to dip into your 401k. The penalties are harsh. I agree. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. Like, I'm just so disturbed by this because <sighs> taking money out of your 401k is probably one of the worst financial decisions to do. And the reason why it is so bad of a decision is because you get taxed. Well, you basically have to pay a penalty, then you get taxed, and then you get taxed again. It's like. <sighs> So pretty much by everything said and done, in terms of like what you'd actually get, like you're basically paying the government for like nearly 30-40% of your money to get access to your money. Like that's why it's not a good option, right? This is why you get out of debt first. And well, technically this is the way to do it. Right, so the rule right is to have one month of emergency fund in terms of like your monthly expenses, the bare minimum, one month. Then you start paying off your debt. Once you pay off your debt, then you get that one month to like a six month or three month full emergency fund. Then you start investing towards your future, right? So you're debt free. You got your emergency fund completely taken care of. And you're investing towards your future. And the reason why you want to do it in that basically in that order is so that you don't have to dip into your retirement to pay for emergencies. 
Like you don't want to be in a situation where you're basically paying 30%, 40% on the dollar, right? Like it's just retarded to do that. Now I understand if you basically got no options, you got max out credit cards and like you have literally no access to money, period, then you got no other option. But you should never be in a position where you are forced to do this, right? Like I would like I hate people getting into debt, but I would rather someone get a credit card, like that person said, at zero percent APR for like a year then pull from their 401k. Because when you pull from your 401k, you get hit with the penalties, you get taxed, but you also are taxing your own future. You're like, oh, I'm not going to have as much money as I could have in my retirement age. Because I'm taking money now to pay for my past troubles. Like, that's horrible. But yeah, I'd definitely rather go with a credit card before pulling from a 401k which is this is just horrible like this is a horrible thing to do and another option that some people could do i wouldn't do the home equity line that the person was basically suggesting but what you could do is that i mentioned this before but like let's say that you have your house paid off like let's say that you own like a two hundred thousand dollar house and you basically are in a situation where maybe you lost your job, you lost any sort of income, maybe you're recovering from like a medical thing, and like no matter what, you're going to be out of commission for like, let's just say six months, right? What you could potentially do, now, this can't always be approved, but if your house is paid off, it'd probably be a lot easier to get this done, is where you could basically refinance your home, get a mortgage on it, for and basically pull like 75% of the home value out in terms of cash and put it right into your uh, your bank account so that you could technically still live inside your home, provide some sort of income to yourself so that you're not like left homeless, but you have good enough money to basically deal with whatever, whatever you need to deal with, find a job after you recover, etc. So that is also an option too. I have seen people do that where... They own like a $200,000 house, didn't have money, so they basically pulled 75% of it out. So they had like 150k cash, but had like a uh, $50,000 on the home still in terms of like equity plus, you know, a mortgage worth 150k on the house now. But they use that money to basically fund whatever project that they were working on to like make more money, etc. So... It's not a good option, but it's better than a home equity line of credit, and it's better than like it's better than a HELOC. It's better than all these other nonsense. It's better than pulling out of the four hundred one k. It's just, oof. Please don't do this. <laughs>